Hello and welcome to the March 30th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. So we've got week 13 in the books and overall it was a pretty exciting week outside of the fantasy results standpoint. I, again, didn't get the the perfect week. In fact, I went backwards a little bit. I had five in my seven. I had five, a loss and a draw. So five wins, a loss and a draw, which... Again, it's not too bad, but there's a couple of leagues where I am struggling quite a bit, and the ones that I'm losing, I continue to lose. So where it's going good, it's going great. Where it's going bad, it's going terribly. So a couple of pickups that I made to hold through the the trade deadline hopefully will will provide a a little bit of benefit to me, um, plus some fantasy deadlines coming up, fantasy trade deadlines coming up. So I'm going to try and make some moves there. But right now, I'm pretty much looking to finals where I am in there. I I mentioned last week, um, and apologies for the delay in in getting this one out. I've I've been away. Um, I've been away sunning myself up a little bit where possible. Uh, But yeah, where where I am, I'm focusing on finals. I'm focusing on matchups. If... I am not going to beat any of the potential people in the finals in assists. I'm not even going to bother, and I'm going to to try and punt that where I can and, and boost somewhere else. So a little bit of uh, gamesmanship going on, but hopefully it's going to work for me. Uh, there are some leagues where I'm not that strong across the board, so I do need to, to make a few moves. But on to this week's podcast. So, before we get cracking, if you hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, that'll be amazing. Um, and again, I'm going to mix things up a little bit this week. So I'm not going to run through the injuries, sell high, buy low, guys. I am going to run through, obviously, the pickups, most important thing for this podcast. But I am going to look at the trade deadline outcomes and what the rest of the season value looks like for these people. So the first one is probably the one that, a lot of people have been most excited about. And if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up because he's going to be a weapon to end the season. Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, he's still injured. Daniel Tice, he is gone. So Robert Williams is the man to start for Boston. He's going to be really, 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 really good. So we know what he can produce with minutes and he's now got those. So he's going to be a block field goal boards machine he's going to put up some decent numbers in points as well when i say decent we're talking maybe 12 to 15 points per game which is still fantastic value for someone who you probably haven't had all year and you're going to get off the waivers we know what he can do he's like he's a miles turner type player on the blocks where you're giving up is you're giving up free throw and you're giving up some threes but Robert Williams is a weapon. He's a must-own player. Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, they're over in Brooklyn. Brooklyn have built a bit of a a juggernaut team, um, a team that if you were to look at it three years ago, you would think that it was an all-star team. But for Blake and for LA, I don't see any sort of value there. I I think they're going to just be role players when everybody's healthy. Like If there's injuries, yeah, sure, pick them up. But... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be holding out any hopes if you've got them and you've been waiting for a new surrounding for there to be value. Their best is behind them, so I don't see any value there. I still see Nick Claxton as the one to own out of the big men that's not Kevin Durant. So keep an eye on him. Again, he's going to be a, a boarding blocking specialist. 
Lamelo, he's done indefinitely. It looks like it's going to be the year. So um, if you like Devontae Graham, pick him up. I don't. So, yeah, grab him or not, whatever. It's up to you. Um, Chicago, they were pretty impressive. They got a lot of things done uh, at the trade deadline, which I really, really like to see from a basketball fan standpoint. Um, from fantasy, though, it was a little bit tough to see. Obviously, Nikola Vucevic, he moves across from Orlando to Chicago. His usage is going to be much the same that it was in Orlando. The biggest losers there, obviously, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Um, I don't think that he's a starting caliber center in the NBA anyway. Uh, and then Laurie Marketing, he is going to lose quite a bit because of Vooch coming into town because Vooch can stretch the floor. He's a good rebounder. I wouldn't be surprised if Laurie Markkinen wasn't on the Chicago roster at the end of next year mainly. Um, I think he's going to lose quite a bit of value there. Andre Drummond, he's gone from Cleveland over to the Lakers. His value is going to be fine. If you've got Drummond, then don't be concerned there. He's going to be awesome. Um, Denver added... Aaron Gordon, which is pretty boring. Aaron Gordon's not much chop, but if you've got him and you obviously needed him to be in the new home, that is somebody that he's now going to start. Um, I would say that he is probably going to play some minutes over Michael Porter Jr. Mike Malone doesn't necessarily love him on the defensive side, so Paul Millsap will certainly be putting in some, some normal numbers there. But yeah, Aaron Gordon... Uh, again, I, I don't think that he's somebody that I would roster. He's still going to sit outside the top 100 value. Um, who else have we got? DeLon Wright. Uh, Detroit offloaded him, which, I mean, given that we were waiting for him to turn it around and to have a really good showing, and he has, uh, it's pretty heartbreaking. Now that he's over in Sacramento, he's not really going to get too much there. Um, he's going to... Well, he's probably going to be the guard off the bench. I think Buddy Hill is going to cop a little bit there as well because they don't love him. Uh, but to be honest, Luke Walton, he's got no idea what he's doing. I could probably do a better job coaching uh, the Kings. So who knows what's going on there? The the offloading of DeLon Wright, because uh, what he's 28 years old, obviously indicates that they're going young. We know that. And the two players there that I think are going to be the biggest winners – Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes is still probably a week off coming back into the starting lineup, but whenever he is back, he is going to have a fantastic end of the year. Um, I think he's going to play the bulk of the minutes over DSJ. DSJ is still going to get the backup minutes, and he's still got a chance to put up some good numbers, but Killian Hayes is the one to go to there. Like any rookie guard, he's going to have his bad days. He's going to have his great days, so I would Personally, grab him. Uh, I think the good outweighs the bad there. But the other one who I love and I've been on for a while now is Hamadou Diallo. He put up some really good numbers whenever he started for OKC this year. He is going to, again, have some games where he plays well. He's going to have some games where he's absolutely horrible from the field. But the usage is going to be there and he's a decent defender. So I really, really like Diallo from a fantasy standpoint. I've got him in everywhere that I can roster him and I recommend that you guys do the same as well. Oladipo, he is over to Miami, which I think is really, really nice. They've got a nice, um, I wouldn't even say big three. They've got an okay three. Um, Jimmy Butler, Oladipo, and Bam Adebayo. I think it's a really nice, solid defensive unit that they've got there. 
from a production standpoint, Depot is going to stay the same. He's not going to lose out too much there. Um, but what he is going to get a big, big tick in is minutes and games played. Obviously, he wasn't the future for Houston, so they weren't going to play him. Understandable. Like that's that's not where they're where they're at. Whereas Miami have got him in for a reason. They're going for the championship this year. So I think that he's going to play some nice minutes there. I think he's going to get the ball in his hands quite a lot. I think he is going to put up some really nice numbers there. I am a little bit concerned about his shooting percentages, but the good with the bad there, he's a he's a good defender. He's going to put in um, some solid points. He's going to get some assists. He's going to get some boards. He's a good three-point shooter. So I really like Oladipo as well. JJJ, he hasn't gone anywhere except for um, back to the specialist. He's still a month off. He's going to be the end of April, which is an absolute joke. Um, I really, uh, man, if I had my time again on draft night, I would not have touched him with a barge pole. I don't know if that's the expression. That's probably not it, but um, JJJ is so disappointing. And he, for most leagues, is going to be back in the semi-final, potentially the first week of the finals. Do you hold him? It's completely up to you and your roster. If you don't have a an IR spot free and he is just sitting there, I'd cut him. If you do have an IR spot free, maybe you do hold on to him now that everything is all under control. Uh, that's a, an overstatement, but um, I was going to say now that everything is all under control with COVID in the US, but that's not true. Once Now that we're seeing less games missed from COVID, um, so, yeah, JJJ, if you can't hold him, he is a definite cut. If you do have space, hold him because he might come back and put in some decent numbers. He might be a little bit earlier than the schedule, depending on how Memphis finish off the year. But, yeah, it's very, very concerning and very, very frustrating. JJJ is, um, yeah, probably not somebody I'm ever going to touch again. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's hurt. I am concerned that he's going to be shut down because OKC are trying to tank. Uh, Horford is, in fact, shut down. Um, if They might have even bought him out. I haven't checked recently. Um, Theo Maladin and Moses Brown are the go-to players here. I love them both. Their Moses Brown is going to hurt your free throw if you're chasing that, but he puts up some big field goal, big boards and big blocks. Um, and then Theo Maladin, he's going to hurt your field goal, but he is pretty strong everywhere else. So look at those two. Terrence Ross, with obviously the changes in Orlando, um, he is the only offensive player that they've got now. So have a look at Terrence Ross moving forward. Um, San Antonio, they've added Gorky Deng, which I absolutely love with LA gone. He's a a really nice player per minute. So I would have a look at him. Toronto, they've swapped Norman Powell and Gary Trent Jr. with Portland. Nothing really changes there from a fantasy value. Uh, I haven't checked what it is money-wise, but um, yeah, I think from a production standpoint, they're both going to be very similar. Um, who else have we got here? As I mentioned off the uh, off the start, um, Washington have added Daniel Gafford. I really think he's a he's quite a nice pickup. So he is somebody that I thought was a bit underrated and underused in Chicago. Um, obviously, they were trying to play Wendell Carter Jr. for trade purposes or for um, just to give him an absolute crack at it. He wasn't able to do anything with it. And Daniel Gafford, I thought, was really good in the limited minutes that he had. He's going into a Washington team that only has Alex Len. Alex Len is trash. I do not trust him. I do not rate him. He's... 
28, 29 maybe. So he's definitely not the future there as well. Um, nor do I necessarily think Daniel Gafford is the future, given that they've got Thomas Bryant coming back next year. But he is certainly somebody that they will play and they will give minutes to. They'll ramp it up a little bit. So um, don't be surprised if he only plays 15 minutes over the next couple of days. But towards the end of the week and moving forward, Daniel Gafford is the man there. Um, onto the schedule, pretty standard schedule. No teams jumping out for either low games or high games, obviously. We're moving forward into the back end of the year where you're going to have Memphis, you're going to have San Antonio with some really big um, stacked weeks where they're going to have – some of them have got have got six games in a week, which is ridiculous, and there will be rested get players there. But overall, um, yeah, that, that's going to be really good to see. We're not at that stage yet, so – um, keep that in mind whenever you're, you're looking at players as well. Have a look at the schedules. But the top five players to to get under the 40% ownership. Mentioned before, what I look at here is I look at opportunity. I look at um, whether there's other injuries in the in the team. I look at where the team is at from a um, from a schedule and from a uh, a year standing standpoint. If they are towards the bottom end of the standings and they're blooding a bunch of young players, then I absolutely look at that. I would skip over some old proven players for some ones with some much higher upside. Um, and I obviously look at who's got the hot hand as well. So my first one, I'm going to gloss over him because he is somebody that I've mentioned quite a few times, but you should be picking up Derek White. Derek White is 30.6% owned in ESPN leagues and he's just getting it done. He, over the last seven days, 15 points, one and a half blocks, um, one steal, and he's just getting it done. He's a no-nonsense player. He's not sexy. He's not, not going to put up huge lines. He's not going to blow anybody out, out of the park in any categories, but he gets it done. And I guarantee you that there is somebody on your roster, a la Kobe White, who's trash, that you should swap over for Derek White, especially with the back end of the year and the fact that San Antonio have got quite a number of games to play. But this week, Derek White is somebody that you should own. You should own him every single week. Nerlens Noel, Mitch Robinson. So he's down with a broken foot. He is he's going to be done for the year. Um, they they're playing really well, New York, but they're not going to make much noise in the playoffs. So Nerlens Noel, he is the the guy to own there. Over the last seven days, he's going at two and a half blocks, 1.5 steals. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Six boards, six points. Like He's not going to be somebody who is going to get you those stats. But from your center spot, if you can get four stocks, five stocks per game, steal and block combined, phew, that's huge. So definitely look at Nerlens this week to, as a good streaming option. Hamadou Diallo, I've already mentioned him. He should be picked up everywhere. He's going to really pick up some monster usage at Detroit. They've got nobody else there. They're not going to be playing anything through your your Jacksons or through your – I don't even know who else they've got anymore, but they are going to be giving Hamadou Diallo the ball and he is going to put up some big numbers in some areas and some bad numbers elsewhere. But given he's only 8% rostered, I said it before, you've gonna have somebody on your roster who you don't necessarily love who is frustrating the hell out of you. So pick up Diallo, run him this week, just just run him this week. If you don't like him, send me an angry email, do whatever you want. But Hamadou Diallo is the man I would be targeting this week from Detroit. 
Daniel Gafford, I mentioned before, he's only at 2.5% owned for Washington. He is going to get some really good minutes. He's going to put up some okay numbers. He's mainly just a boards, field goal. He's going to get you 10 points a game, 12 points a game. He's going to get you a block and a half, two blocks per game as well, which is really nice off the waivers. So look at him. He's not going to hurt you anywhere. And then the last one is Theo Maladin. Now, I haven't checked what he's doing today, um, but I did look earlier and it wasn't great. So I probably should have picked another player here, given that I've got the hindsight of doing this podcast a day late. But he's going to get some really good run for OKC. They're tanking and they're tanking pretty hard. They're trying their best to lose games. So why are they going to give minutes to a veteran? In fact, they don't even have veterans, so they're not going to be rushing SGA back. So, Theo Maladin, he's going to have some good games. He's going to have some bad games, but he's definitely somebody that you should be looking at getting. In summary, this week, if you were to prioritize anybody, Hamadou Diallo, you should own Derek White. So, let's take him Let's take him off that. You should own Derek White. I'd be then prioritizing Hamadou Diallo as your number one, Tio Maladin as your number two, and then I'd be going Gafford and Nerlens depending on your, your team makeup there if you need points or if you need steals and blocks. Those are the guys that I'd be looking at there. Now, hopefully this is going to help you guys get the win this week. If you are stuck and you're needing to make some moves and you are looking to, to get into the playoffs and you're not sure what you're going to do, absolutely hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, at... Mark Fantasyland, and hopefully I can give you a really good insight, a bit of help with what you can be looking at there. And other than that, don't forget to rate and subscribe.